and welcome again to the Body Talk podcast. My name's Alina Jenkins. And if you're new to us, this is a place where we talk about many aspects of communication from presentation skills and business storytelling to conflict resolution, mindset, really everything that you need to help you in both your business and your day-to-day lives when you're communicating with people. And this is a very special episode today because I get to welcome back the original host of the Body Talk podcast, our CEO of Body Talk, Richard Newman. Hello, Richard. (laughs) Thanks, Selena. Hi. It's always so nice to have you back on the show. And the reason that we've got you on the show today is because we were having a conversation, weren't we, a few weeks ago about everything that's mm. been happening in the last few years, coming through COVID, um, coming, trying to come out the other side, the impacts that it's had for us as, as individuals and as a business. But then, of course, everything that's happening now around the global economy and uh, inflation rising and energy bills going through the roof. And we thought it'd be a really good opportunity to talk about being resilient because I know that's mm. something that you've had to do a lot of, probably not not just in the past few years, but you've been running the business now for 22 years. So if you think about resilience and what you've had to do uh, in your business career, uh, what are some of the points for you that have helped you get to where you are now and, and try and keep going as well? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think people have really been hit with so many things over these last few years. I think that, you know, some people were feeling really positive and buoyant and successful back in 2019, feeling like things would continue that way. And not just the pandemic, but like you say, so many other factors that have been uh, challenging for people over the last couple of years. So I've been working with teaching people mindset for, for many years before the pandemic. But in the last couple of years, it's been such a popular request, far more than ever before. And part of that story of sort of building up these techniques and teaching it that I don't often go into is my own personal uh, experience of where I needed this the most. And so uh, to go all the way back, as you mentioned, I've been running the company 22 years now, which meant that I was running it uh, during the 2008 financial crisis. And that was a time where, you know, my generation had to really start to understand the big challenges that that we can all face. Uh, and so I remember that distinctly. My, my dad is um, you know, very uh, wise and very up to speed about what's happening in the economy, what's happening in business in general. And he called me, he's, he's an investor, and he called me maybe a month before things really went big in the news about what was happening. And he said, look, just so you know, there is a major recession that's coming. And uh, the first thing that any company is going to cut is their training budget. And the first part of their training budget they're going to cut is anything that mentions body language, body talk. So I'm just telling you now, you're probably going to go out of business. And uh, I thought, okay, that's that's a big sort of wake up call. And I thought, is that true? Is that really what's going to happen? And what I found was actually that there, it was the case for many companies. There was quite a few training companies I knew of at the time that are no longer. And there was lots of them that had to downsize uh, people looking for work, people coming to me, in fact, looking to hire them. And what it really taught me during that time is that we actually thrived. Uh, so we grew that year during 2008. We, before that, we'd been growing about 40% per year. But that year we grew, I think it was 4%. And then the next year we grew 80%. So it leveled out at that 40% growth continuing. But what it taught me about resilience is the importance 
to never build your castle on the sand. Uh, because what I saw is that there were certain companies or strategies that people had uh, in their business where they were doing lots and lots of cold calling and outreach and things that, you know, when everything's thriving, when it's a, it's a summer-like economy where, you know, you could just easily pick low-hanging fruit, that may work. But when things get challenging, every now and then, we're going to find that the earth shakes underneath you. You have to make sure that you've built yourself on strong foundations. And that's something that since then I've applied and wanted to apply to relationships, uh, to health, uh, to business strategy is always to make sure there's solid foundations. And so, it, you know, to, to finish that story, what happened was, uh, for example, there was a company, large telecoms company we'd been working with previously who called me in saying, look, we're, we're just going to reduce the number of suppliers we have. And I thought this was a conversation to say, and therefore we're never going to work with you again. They said, we're going to go from a thousand suppliers down to 150 so we can manage this better. We used to have seven companies teaching us presentation skills. We're going to give all that work to your company because you're the one that's getting the best ratings and people are really wowed by what you're doing. And so uh, that was such a strong, powerful lesson of making sure that you don't be one of those companies where it's growing, growing, gone, but instead you always have that sense of very powerful, solid foundations. So to, to move that forward into you know another personal story around this, there I was leading the business in 2020. And um, you know at the end of 2019, us and our clients and everybody seemed to be thinking life is great and it's just going to get better. And at that time, 70% of our work was happening overseas, which required us getting on an aeroplane. And uh, 100% of our work was face-to-face, -face, in person. And I remember in January of 2020, we were trying to fit some events into our diary for sort of March and April and starting to think, do you know what? We're, we're just too busy. We're going to have to grow the team further. We can't seem to fit these in. Wow, what a pipeline, best year ever. And then by the end of February, beginning of March, every single booking we had, every piece of income that we could possibly get had disappeared. And we had a big fancy London office, lots of people on the payroll and no way to, to gain any any kind of income. We weren't allowed to fly. We weren't allowed to meet people in person uh, as the lockdown hit. And at that time, not just did we have zero pipeline of work, we also had uh, to face during that time a criminal attack on our company where there were people illegally accessing our database from outside of our organization, aiming to mimic us, aiming to undercut us. And uh, I was having to face that process as well as the fact of thinking, how do I look after my team? How do I keep things going? How do I look after my family? And there were days during that time, as I've mentioned to some people, when I felt suicidal. I was planning when and where I was going to end my life. And the reason being, uh, as I sort of reflect back on it now, that the pain of going on was greater than the pain of death, uh, as I sort of reasoned it in my mind. And, and I mentioned this to take a really strong point on it uh, for now, which is that there are 700,000 people who die from suicide every year. And in the UK, on latest uh, data on this, one in five, so 20% of the population, think about suicide in an average year, and one in 15 will attempt suicide in an average year. And uh, it could be that if you're listening to this, that might be you, and or it might be somebody in your family, somebody in your network, your community. So it's critical to understand, well, if that's happening for them, how do they find a path back? 
Uh, now, it could be that people are listening thinking, yeah, okay, Richard, this is a bit heavy. I'm just, I'm just a bit burned out. I'm slightly overwhelmed. I could use some resilience techniques, but you can use the same techniques from the hardest place as you, you need to use if you're just feeling uh, burned out in your career. And so the way to get past that, the method that I use to get past that piece is I thought, okay, I'm, I need to look after myself so that I can look after my family, so that I can look after my team, so that we can then look after our community and our clients. I've got to start somewhere. And so the first part of this uh, is related to storytelling, which we talk to people about in different ways uh, all the time. But the first thing that you have to get really clear on is what is the current situation? Where are you right now? As I often say to people, if you want to ask for directions to New York, the first question the person is going to say to you is, where are you now? And if you say to them, well, I think last year I was in San Francisco. Well, that's all very well, but where are you now? Well, you know, last week I was in Washington. That's really nice, but where are you now? Oh, now I'm in Boston. So suddenly you know, okay, well, I know where I am. Therefore, I know uh, where I can start my path towards where I'd like to be. So you have to get very clear on where you are not live in hope, not live in denial, and not make things worse than they are. Because uh, I, at the time in 2020, I went through a phase of being in denial, looking at things with rose-tinted glasses, thinking, well, let's just, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt and pretend that things aren't really hoping and just hope for the best. And I very quickly thought, that's ridiculous. More and more evidence was piling up in front of me saying, this is the situation. And I had to get very clear, this is what it is. But then the other side of that is you don't want to make things worse than they are, known as catastrophizing a situation, spotlighting and magnifying a situation. You've got to get clear on where am I right now? And a good way to do that is very simply to have gratitude. And this is something that I had had in my life uh, before that, and I'd slipped away from, and I came back to. And it's incredibly powerful. If you just spend five minutes a day thinking about what you are grateful for right now. And if you're going through hard times, that can be difficult. If you get right down into simple things where you think, I'm grateful that there is a roof over my head right now, that I have shelter. I'm grateful that my heart's beating. I'm grateful. And I, I do this when I go for a walk. I'd say, I'm grateful there's a pavement here. Somebody built this pavement so that I could walk along this road so that I don't have to uh, get hit by the traffic. Somebody planted that tree. I'm grateful for that tree. And you just get grateful in your mind. So you get clear on what are the good things that are happening. And then the bad things that are happening suddenly reduce in size. They're, they're part of the picture, but they're not the whole picture. The second thing to do is to then see a better future and think, okay, what, what would be better? What would be better in this situation for me, for my family, for my company, for my health, for my relationships? What does that look like? And, uh, and then I find that some people do get overwhelmed and they say, oh, well, but how could I ever make things that way? The key is to break it down and say, okay, well, if life was like that, if I was to get from here to there, how would I break that down? Just like somebody might, you know, break down directions where they might say, look, you need to take the M4 for about 90 minutes. Then you come off at this junction and then you take this A road. That's how they might break it down. And so you break it down into certain key areas. But the key piece to this is, is utterly crucial if you want to have resilience, if you want to have that sort of strong foundation is to take one step forwards each day. And I always remember this from uh, my acting teacher when I went to acting school back when I was 19 years old in London. I was speaking to uh, our acting teacher and at the time she was saying, you know, it's important to do two things every day. When you're out there as an actor, if you're not getting jobs, if you're feeling panicked, if you are struggling to pay your bills and wondering if you should give up, just do two things each day that will help you get a job. And I minimize that even further and say, just do one thing. If you do one thing each day where you think that's made my life slightly better than it was yesterday. The great thing is if in the afternoon or evening, you start to have dark thoughts thinking, oh, life's just getting worse and worse. You've already got evidence 
of, no, it isn't. Life is slightly better today because I took one step forwards. And so it gets rid of those uh, thoughts and gets you back to a right place. And, uh, you know, a, a way to do that then to make sure that you are on track is you know, to complete the story that I was going through there. 2020 ended up being our most profitable year ever, most successful year ever, because we really rethought everything that we did. We transformed everything into virtual working. The whole team came together and we got to this point where we had have this extraordinary team now who are so supportive of each other and really want everybody around them to succeed. Uh, we rethought how we did our work. and But to get there, my process of resilience was that I would get up before anybody else, before the day started and before my mind could wake up. I woke up every morning at about 5.30, sometimes six o'clock as a luxury. And I would spend the first 90 minutes while my brain was still in a bit of a haze, where I'd go through 45 minutes of meditation, 45 minutes of movement. And then I'd take one step forwards to make life better for me, my family and my company before anybody else had really got started with uh, waking up and getting into emails and phone calls. So I thought, okay, we're already making progress. We're already making uh, a step forwards. And so by, by doing that, you're then uh, on that path to success and you're building a solid foundation with daily progress towards something rather than just suddenly doing a sprint one day and then leaning back and, and uh, waiting for the rest to happen. So so th those are a few thoughts that I've got from you know my personal journey that I hope people can apply into into their daily success as well. Yeah, and, and I, I know some aspects of that story, Richard. I didn't know the point that you just shared, that very dark place that you were in, because I remember that period of time, I think we all do, when you're suddenly thinking, what's happening? Okay, our world is changing. And there was a week or two when I was thinking, oh, okay, what is what is going to happen? Which is what was going through your mm. head as well. And and I often share your story of somebody who I think has incredible resilience. And I didn't know that you came from that very, very dark place. But what's also interesting is that you came out very quickly the other side because it was literally a fortnight, probably not even that, 10 days that we went from, this is a massive challenge. I think we've got a solution. So mm. you managed to do this very, very quickly, which I'm amazed at. Yeah, I think that um, it, it was a moment where I, I took a step back. And I was looking at what was in the news. And I remember sitting there with, with my family looking at, uh, for example, there was there was calls from the government to see, would there be anybody who could volunteer to help out during the lockdown, put themselves forward for certain things? And uh, and I said to my wife in a moment, I said, I, I think I'm going to put myself forward. I'm, I, feel, I feel the need to volunteer and to help the nation. And she said, just wait. You don't want to be putting yourself forward there. You need to look after yourself, look after the family and look after your company. That's where you need to be. And I said, okay, you're absolutely right on that. And I said, is there anything that I could do right now that would make that happen? And she said, well, you're already pretty healthy. Like you, you exercise a lot. You, uh, you have a plant-based diet. You, you know, you're in a good place. You could maybe stop having alcohol. And I didn't have much alcohol back then. I'd never been a big drinker, but I thought, okay, that's one thing that I can do right now that is going to make me healthier where I know that I'm making a step each day. And I also know that the, the mindset that I have, the health that I have, the inspiration that I can bring to my family, to my team, to our clients and so on has a huge ripple effect. And so I thought that's a step forward I can take right now to make sure that I am maximizing Maximizing my energy, my productivity, having a greater clarity of mindset, and uh, and so that was the, the start, if you like, of then a ripple effect of okay, what can we do? What does a better future look like? How do we get there? How do we make progress on this? And uh, also by starting the day early and 
uh, being able to feel alive and energized to take things on. It was a, a matter of suddenly increasing the productivity that, that I could then bring. And I have to say, during that time, tremendous support from lots of uh, team members who then said, what can we do to help? We, we want to make sure that this succeeds. And I liken it slightly to uh, when I had my um, uh, our first child. Uh, he It's funny looking back at it now. He's 11 years old now. But I remember when he, he was first born that I thought, okay, I, I need to take uh, my, my foot off the gas in the business at this point because I need to spend a bit more time with him, nurturing him. And, and I did do that. And yet our company still grew 40% that year. And when I look back on it, the reason being that there was such a strong commitment from uh, relationships, from clients from all over the world who wanted the team and the company to succeed, who wanted more of what we do, that they were there in that moment when I wasn't able to give as much as I had been uh, the previous year. They were rallying around to make this work. Uh, and I certainly saw the, the same thing from people. And I, I tell you, you know, from a point of experience that you'll always remember the people who, when everything was uh, everything was looking as like a big challenge for you in your life, that if somebody steps forward and says, Richard, whatever you need from me right now, I will do it. If you need me to, to work weekends, I'll do it. If you need me to testify in court to stop what's happening right now, I'm there for you. Uh, and those people stepped forward rather than me asking people to do that. People willingly said, uh, if you need me to cut my salary for the next three months, I'm going to do that, whatever this needs in order to get the company back on its feet and look after everyone. So, so I have to say, you know, definitely wasn't all on me. There was, there was a, a big group effort that made that, that success happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think going back to what you're saying earlier about not building your business on sand is having those strong foundations. What that comes from as well is having the right people around you, whether that's in business or whether that's in your in your family life as well, is that I, I'm wondering as well is through the pandemic is that people have started to realise maybe the people who are toxic, maybe the people that you need to, to kind of get rid of and surround yourself with the people that will help you, that will will make you just feel better because as you're saying you know it's 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 a bit like playing tennis isn't it um my 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 son's tennis coach always just said play the point play the next point don't think Mm. about the end of the match and that that ties in as well is it's just if you've got the right people around you it will help you take that next step forward yes there's there's a really nice study on this as well to talk about you know the um, how important this is to longevity. There's a great book called The Blue Zones by Dan Butner, where he, he looked at places around the world where people have not just the longest life, but the longest health span, if you like. How many years were they able to really enjoy a vibrant and healthy life? Life And what he found was uh, a connecting point among those. There's a few points that he raised, but one of them was the sense of connection with our community, a sense that someone feels like I'm contributing here. I'm doing something for the other people here. People need me to wake up and get out of bed. And they would often live in sort of small interconnected communities, uh, maybe uh, sort of uh, be heading over to different people's uh, houses for dinner, contributing something, bringing a dish with them. And, uh, it, you know, even though we couldn't do that j- during the pandemic, this spirit, this sense of um I am required because I'm giving something here uh, really stuck with me because uh, I talked to people about this, uh, this concept of lift, uh, which is, you know, how can you lift yourself, your mindset and the people around you to achieve greater success? 
and I've noticed in social media a lot recently that there's a lot of this happening. And I understand, I think maybe it is because people have gone through a hard time recently, but there's a lot of thought leaders and influencers out there saying, uh, you know, the way to succeed uh, in life is to cut the negative people uh, out of your uh, your network. If someone's a real downer to you, then j- just get rid of them. Don't, don't contact them ever again, which I think is a, is a huge shame where of course, if you're experiencing any level of abuse, then you need to create distance and boundaries and make sure that you are safe. But that's not what these influencers are really talking about. What they're saying is if someone is a downer to your state of mind, then push them away. And again, to me, that, that doesn't show much to somebody's state of mind where, you know, if you want to build a strong foundation, a strong resilience, if you're around somebody who is feeling sad, then actually you're not going to crumble. You're not a castle built on the sand. You're able to lift them. And a better way to think of about it is that rather than think, okay, I need to put my own oxygen mask on for the next 10 years. Rather than that, you might need to get yourself set up like I was aiming to do for myself in that situation. Uh, You know, get up early, do some meditation, get some movement, get some nourishment in yourself. So you've lifted yourself and then spend the rest of the day lifting other people. Because when we do that, then we feel needed, we're able to contribute, and we create this uh, really fabulous uh, community around us of people who are caring for each other. Uh, it's also been shown that when you lift somebody else, that you feel a, a boost and they feel a boost. So I would say to people, you know, rather than focusing on how do I get my mindset better, I need resilience, I need to feel strong. If you give something to somebody else, if you are contributing outside of yourself, you take the focus away from yourself, then you're going to feel the boost that you were looking for internally anyway. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you actually about the Lift podcast, because I know you've been speaking to, I think it's over 22 people now, maybe 23 in the last few months. Um some mm. really fantastic guests. And there was one I was just listening to this week, which is Jamie Hess. But you were talking about a mm. podcast that you'd listened to recently. And was it Reverse Hindsight, um, which it, it was just a really lovely point about kind of what we've been talking about, about how you can kind of sort of project yourself forwards. I, I might be using the wrong term here, Reverse Hindsight, but uh, I thought it was a, a really great point to make about how we can sort of improve our mindset. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, reverse hindsight is uh, simply a process by which, and, and, you know, a a couple of people uh, were talking to me about this when I've been going through uh, challenges at various points where I remember somebody saying something to me that made me smile. Uh, She said, you know what, at some point in the future, you're going to look back at this moment and you're going to tell this story about how you overcame it. And it's hard where you are right now. Uh, but this is part of a journey that is going to build you bigger and stronger. And, and you know, I think of that um, much like, you know, sometimes going to the gym. Uh, I, I never think, oh, do you know what I want to do right now? I want to exercise. I want to I want to just, you know, lift some weights. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I, I'm not doing it for that, but I'm doing it for the sense of I know that at some point in the future, like in the lives that we have, uh, Alida, where we're traveling a lot, you can have a really heavy suitcase. I know at some point in the future, I'm going to have to drag a suitcase where the wheels are broken all the way through a busy airport. I'm going to have to do that. And so therefore, if I get up each day and I'm I'm building muscles, I know that I'm going to have the strength for that in the future. The same goes through, if you're going through a challenging time right now, you can think, oh, wow, this this moment is actually an opportunity for me to build greater strength, mental strength, emotional strength, 
such that in future, I'm going to look back on this moment and think, I, I am glad in many ways that I went through that because it has made me stronger than I, I have ever been uh, before. And I also see that with uh, with our team, that, that there were challenges that we've been through. But if we look at where we are now, I'm so grateful for the team we have. I'm so grateful for the culture we have. And it took a period of stress and strain that we went through, particularly through that pandemic, to create this um, much stronger unit that we are more connected, more positive about each other's success. Uh, and so it, it is very much worthwhile thinking about that moment of uh, looking at, with reverse hindsight so that you can get to a place where you think, I, I know that this is hard and it's hard for a reason and the journey is going to be worth it. Yeah, uh, we have do have a, a fantastic team here, Richard. And uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, you're in a in a tough place, really, because you're having to be resilient for yourself, as many of us are at the moment. But you're also having to be resilient for the company mm. as well. So, I mean, any, any thoughts on sort of that combination? Because uh, I'm sure people listening will be in a similar position, you know, where they might run a small business. They might run a really big business where they're having to look after themselves. But then they've also got to look after everyone around them as well. So how, how can perhaps you can can we encourage other people to be resilient too. Uh, yeah. So I think that uh, it's important always to, to remember that, that, you know, your life is not just your life. Your life has ripple effects uh, on other people. So if there are moments where you think, oh, just, I just can't be bothered today. I just, I just don't see the point. You know, I, I'm okay just to let myself down right now and just uh, be a version of myself that I wouldn't be proud of. It's always important to remember, well, how, what, what impact will that have? What impact would that have on your children, what impact would that have on your on your team, your family, your community? You've got to see the complete ripple, and what could that lead to? Uh, you know, many years from now, because we are not disconnected. Uh, none of us are an island, as the, the famous phrase uh, goes around that. So uh, I would always say that it, it is critical to think about it, as it's often talked about, that your brand is what people say about you when you leave the room. Well, you know, your mindset becomes how people feel and react to you and decide that perhaps they then go on to act once you've left the room. So it's always worthwhile if you're thinking about, oh, OK, I don't, I don't want to do this for me then maybe decide I'm going to do this for others. I'm going to be a role model in this situation where it's going to therefore change the way that other people uh, do things. I, in fact, I even I started to build this business thinking I want to show the people around me in my family, in my life, in my friendship groups, that pursuing your dream and doing something you're passionate about is possible. And rather than sitting them down and teaching them theory, I'm just going to do it. And therefore I'll have people coming to me saying, well, you've actually inspired me to go and follow my passions as well. And as a simple example of this, uh, I just came back from Canada uh, just over a week ago. And when I got to the airport, all the other cases arrived, but my suitcase did not. And we were there. We were totally exhausted. We hadn't slept on an overnight flight. And I'm with my two children. And uh, they, at the time, time aged uh, 11 and 8. And uh, I was thinking, inside, I'm, I'm exhausted. I am um, frustrated. And I'm panicked, thinking there's stuff in that case I need. And if I don't get it, that's going to cause challenges. But I thought, well, if I go into that mindset right now, what is that going to do for them? When they face a situation that they don't like in future, then they will think, hmm, how did my dad approach that situation? I remember him sort of yelling, frustrating, 
Uh, he was angry with us. He was angry with other people. I thought, I, I don't want that for their futures. So my mindset will shift so that their mindset shifts in future. And so I just uh, very calmly explained to my children, sometimes this happens. I've been on 500 flights in my life. It's never happened to me. But what you do if you ever face this situation is that you need to make sure that you know with your boarding pass, you've got the ticket on there that says that the barcode for your suitcase, you take it up to this person over here. I'd never done it before, but I was talking them through as I was doing it and just sort of calmly did what needed to be done. And my eldest, as we started to leave the airport, he said, thank you, daddy, for responding in that way. I'm really proud of you. And I thought, wow, that's, that's created a, a mark in his memory, a mark in his mindset where he's thinking, I want to do that when I'm under pressure in future. And so, you know, I often think the, the way, if you want other people around you to lift their mindset, if you model it yourself, that's one of the fastest ways that you can uh, head towards that. Uh, so, you know, that, that's just simply one of the ways that you can, you can do that. Yeah, it's a really lovely story. And the, the best bit about the story is that you did get your suitcase back as well. <laughs> yeah, I did. It just arrived which yesterday. Which is great. It, it, took a, it took a week, but it finally happened. <laughs> Um, Richard, I wanted to ask you just to go back to the Lift podcast, which has been so successful. As I mentioned earlier, some really fantastic guests talking a lot about this kind of thing, about mm. being resilient, about having to put maybe, you know, do the hard things that you don't want to, to, to reach your goals. Are there, and, and they've all been great, but are there any particular ones that have shared some insight with you that has perhaps been helpful towards how you deal with resilience or how other people could deal with resilience. Yeah, I, th I think there's been, you know, there's, there's been so many and, and I encourage people to go and check out the ones that, that resonate with you. Uh, I, I remember, I mean, particularly around uh, resilience, the, the first episode that we launched was with uh, Seri Lindley, who she's gone through so many challenges uh, in her life, if I'm getting this right. So she, um, she's a world record holder in uh, triathlon and uh, she, she went through two uh, two times having cancer and then having to overcome it i think i'm getting this story right and it, listening to a story like hers suddenly you know really puts life into perspective where you think wow this person has overcome um, you know face death and overcome it and uh, and become a world champion and, and there's so much resilience that you have to have in, in sort of uh, heading in that direction and she's bright and smiling and energetic and loves every single day and is passionate every single day uh, in all the interactions that, that I've had with her and so I'd certainly encourage people to look uh, back at, at her story and understand that you know everybody has a story everybody has challenges that they are going through and it doesn't matter where they are in life you know how good things look on the outside how nicely airbrushed the photos may look on on Instagram or wherever you find them, that it's always worthwhile realizing everyone has challenges, everyone has goals. You may not see that when you face them in a day-to-day -day meeting, but uh, you can know that those things are there. And when we start to realize that, we start to connect with each other in a more empathetic and compassionate and supportive way uh, and uh, feel less separated uh, through that. So I encourage people certainly to go and check that out. Yeah, I remember that first one. And she was a, com a completely inspirational lady. And as you say, been through so much and then kind of come out the other side. So if you're thinking about us, uh, you know, and you and a company, we're coming out the other side of the pandemic. And it now looks like we might need to come out the other side of, um, you know, what's going on economically at the moment. What are, What's your thought processes at the moment to kind of get us through the next potential challenge? Uh, well, I think, I mean, if we bring this back to what you mentioned before is play the point. So you, you, it's always important to have a long-term vision. And then when you wake up each day, 
don't try and do all of that. J- just take uh, one step today because sometimes we can think, well, oh, look at you know, everything that's happening now. We've got a tough economy. There's a war going on. We've got energy prices that are going up. You know, how, all of this suddenly becomes insurmountable. And as soon as you list all of the things that are going wrong, all of the things that are against you, of course, you, you're not going to take a step forwards because it just seems way too much. But if you, if you look at things where you think, okay, let's get realistic about what this is and really think realistically about how is it impacting you. So uh, my wife is uh, is a GP and I remember going back to uh, when there was the financial crisis talked about in 2008. She had patients coming into her saying, oh, I'm just really depressed about the financial crisis. And she'd say to them, so how is it impacting you? Has that, uh, has that meant that you've lost your job or has it caused a problem for your company or has this impacted your, your family's earnings in some way? And they'd say, no, it's just in the media a lot and I'm feeling depressed about it. And, and so it, it's important to think that actually you just got to focus in on, okay, there's lots of challenges happening. How is that impacting me and the people that I care about right now? Get very clear about this piece and then create a future vision and just think, okay, a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, how would I love things to be? What would be something that is worth waking up for in the morning and not doing it for yourself because you'll just think, oh, I don't care anymore, but doing it for others. Think what would be a greater future that I could help create for the people around me five years from now? And each day you just play the point. Uh, of course, there's some people going into Wimbledon in round one thinking I'd love to be the champion this year, but if they really want to get good, they've got to just play the point. And that's what you need to do each and every day. Get up, know what that future vision is and know what one point you need to play today in order to move yourself forwards. Richard, thank you so much. It's great to chat to you. And we were just, uh, before we did the podcast, we were saying that next week we're both going to be in the US at the same time, but you're going to be west side and I'm going to be east side. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So lots more traveling happening yeah. uh, at the moment. Uh, yeah. I hope you have good travels and I uh, hope everyone who's traveling at the moment as well uh, manages to stay calm through the pressure of the airports and, and baggage and jet lag and so on. <laughs> uh, just uh, just t- take a moment for yourself in all of that busyness just to find uh, a moment of uh, mindfulness uh, so that you can get through, of it, through all of it, even though we're a little bit less practice now at doing it than we used to be. Yeah. And, and of course, the most important thing is take the, all the important stuff with you in your carry on bag as well. That's perhaps <laughs> That's a good right. piece of advice. Yeah. Um, Richard, so good. So great to chat. Nice to see you. And thanks to everybody listening at home. We'll be back with another Body Talk podcast very soon. For now, goodbye. Bye-bye.